Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here with uh, Jared Ford, who's the CEO and co-founder of Bizimply. So, Jared, tell us a little bit about the background of the company. Hey, um, and good to be with you here today, Ronan. Um, so, Bizimply, we are a Irish uh, tech startup. Um, we are about three years old now. Um, we sell uh, workforce management software, um, which is scheduling, time and attendance, HR, employee engagement, etc. And we sell. I guess we set up the company um, because we came. We, we all worked in a hospitality industry. We had a business called Nude Restaurants here in Dublin, um, and then I actually ended up working with a, a big a US uh, contract caterer, and we found that you know there was no good companies building software for this industry, and no no good solutions out there. So yeah, so we set up about. Uh, a few years ago, uh, it's gone really well. Now we're in about um, uh, software's in about thousand locations now, and uh, we're growing really fast. Yeah. Now, last year you won a few awards at Web Summit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we won. Um, we we've won a few awards. Award winning awards it seems to be uh, good for us. Our investors are always are saying we should be winning customers before we should be winning awards. But um, it has been really good. We have. Um, we won the Web Summit last year, um, maybe was it, 10 months ago now. Um, so, so, so there was two competitions at that awards ceremony. The, uh, at the, the Web Summit, one was the uh, Spark of Genius, which is in conjunction with ESB. And um, we won that, which was, I think, was for Irish tech companies. And then they had an international competition as well for, for all the companies um, who were at the Web Summit. And we won that one too. So it was a, a big, 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 big weekend, big week for us. I guess if you win an award, people are going to see that you're good at what you do. So that way, it gets you more clients as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was really good. I mean, we were, I mean, as I said, we were, we were three years old, but we spent about eighteen months in in, in development um, and working with a few beta customers. And, and at that stage, it was there was only um, uh, three of us: myself, um, um, Mikey, um, Mikey Cannon, and, uh, and Norman Houston, the co-founders, and one or two others on the team as well. So, um, but we were a very small team, four or five. So spent about eighteen months there um, developing, and then. We came out of beta about last February, so to win those awards, you know, six months later was was really really good for us. I guess it sure improves that what you were doing is working. Um, I hope so. Yeah, it, it was really good to raise investment too. So um, we, we 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 just secured um, a, um, a, a, an investment round posted, and um, so we met five hundred startups who are one of our investors at the Web Summit. Um, and we, yeah, so, I mean, both secure investment, validation for what we're doing, absolutely. And what about offices? You plan to expand? Um, we do, we do. So we currently we are a team of, I think, I think we're eighteen people now. Um, I think we, I think eighteen, and and we're hiring. So if anyone's looking for a job, give us a call. Um, we um, are 18 at the moment. We have offices in Dublin, which we have about, I think, 14, 15 people here in Dublin. Um, we have an office in Krakow, and we have three in Krakow. Or actually, two, I should say. We're, we're hiring a third in Krakow right now. And we have uh, one of the team works from uh, Chamonix in France. Um, so we have an office in Chamonix at the bottom of a ski slope. 
that none of us have ever been to, but um, it's it, it's good to have an office there, I guess. Uh, one of our team, uh, Emily Castle, who's actually one of the, um, she, she's our lead developer and one of the founders of the company as well. She she likes to snowboard and um, she works from Chamonix, which is fantastic. And about new jobs, what colors are going to be in? So we are hiring, um, I guess we're hiring a heck in a few key areas. Um, sales, sales is always is one for us. So, so we're looking to hire in a head of sales at the moment. Um, we have a lot of engineers, and a lot of us came from either engineering backgrounds or for, from operation backgrounds. So, so, so we probably need you know to, to upskill on the sales side. Um, so we're hiring in a head of sales. Um, we are hiring in marketing. I mean, we're a SaaS product. Um, we um, so 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 obviously you know in, in marketing is, is where customers primarily come inbound um, to the website. So so we're pushing on marketing, and we're also hiring developers. Um, we build on Ruby and Rails, um, and, and kind of a, that's obviously part of the stack iOS and yeah. the engine. Uh, um, AWS, etc., etc. But we are we're currently hiring um, uh, Ruby and Rails engineers as well. That's kind of cool. And uh, 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 where do you think you guys going to be in the next five years? What's your aims to grow? Um, where do we see ourselves in the next five years? Um, I, I think think. I mean, not just for us, but for the industry in general. We think every employee in the world will have an app. For where they work, um, so I should say our, primar- our primary customers are in the hospitality industry, in the um, retail industry, uh, in, in general in the service hourly paid employees who typically wouldn't have uh, access to a company internet, who wouldn't have an email address for where they work. They kind of work different hours every week. So we think that these employees, and it's actually about sixty percent of, of the workforce are hourly paid. Um, we think these employees obviously are going to. We believe every single employee in the world will have an app for where they go to go to work for everything from, you know, checking their vacation time to clocking in. And we hope to be the global leader in that space. So you kind of kind of like the Facebook or Twitter for uh, um, the Facebook. Oh, we always look at Facebook, you know, in terms of how easy it is to adopt and, and how easy it is to use. And, and we, we always look at, think, at companies like that who build. Um, uh, consumer products and try to bring that consumerization of development into into enterprise software. I'm trying to give a good analogy of where we'd like to be. We look at companies like Slack. I think yeah. Slack's an incredible company, um, and we use Slack internally uh, ourselves. Um, so companies like Slack, um, in terms of communication, but for the kind of for, for us or staff, the, the people we sell to traditionally, typically they you know they wouldn't be sitting in front of a desktop; they'd be on the on the on the move. Um, so Slack, in terms of other companies, obviously we'd look at companies like Intercom here yeah. in Ireland. <laughs> if we could even do, even go close to what Intercom have done in the last uh, 24, 36 months, yeah, we'd be very happy. Like every time I meet somebody, I always go Intercom, and I'm thinking if I did that, you know, you I'd be millionaire because I always mentioned. Uh, Intercom, yeah, well, yeah. it's just an incredible product. Um, it's absolutely. Um, I think uh, we, we use Intercom ourselves and uh, we use it for, for communicating with our customers. Um, yeah, it's, it's an re- revolutionary it's like product. Slack, both revolutionary and the, the both are easy to use as well. Yeah, Intercom. Yeah, yeah both, both, both are easy to use. But we, yeah, we, we would use Intercom internally um, um, our, our, to communicate with our customers. I think the, the biggest thing we always would think about Intercom is um, 
our customers always comment on you know how good our product is. Um, well, I mean, they, t- they love our product anyway, right? we hope, we hope, but um, they're always so impressed about the intercom part of our products, you know, how we, they communicate back and forth, which, uh, which is uh, obviously, you know, it, it's good for us because they don't make the differentiation that they're using intercom and not the Zimply, but um, for communicating, but no, it's a, it's a, it's a tremendous product and a tremendous example of, of an Irish company that has managed to, you know, to grow very successfully and become one of the you know the best SaaS software companies in the world, and um, and obviously build, have it have its primary engineering team in Dublin, which is fantastic. Because a lot of companies who are Irish who do well tend to be out of Ireland, like Stripe, for example, and you get guys like Intercom who are based here, doing it all from here, which, which is great to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we think Ireland's a great place to have a business, but you know, I, I think the the the, the Collisons, um, a, a second but Stripe. I think that was the right place probably to set up um, uh, to set up Stripe. So so, yeah. yeah I mean, both both, work, both things work. Um, obviously, having engineering teams in Ireland can work really well. But I think it's good for guys like yourself, and also guys like you and also to come to show that you don't have to go to, to America to do it. You can do it in Ireland as well. You can do it in Ireland, yeah. absolutely. Um, the engineering talent is here. Um, there's actually inside sales. That's the business model we work, whereby people either come to our, our, our website through inbound traffic, or we would use account managers to to reach out to them. You know, usually via email and and then by phone. Um, and Ireland is kind of the European hub center of inside sales. So we have the engineering talent here, but we also have all this inside sales. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people who work for great companies like Salesforce or, or Google or LinkedIn, and then they're looking for that next jump in their career. And, and, and for, for Irish startups or, or, or smaller tech companies, yeah, there's a massive pool of talent in sales as well. I've seen a lot of startups in Ireland tend to, to stick together as friends, so that you always got a camaraderie with these companies. That when we go to event, you always see faces there. Which in my view is good because they're helping other startups give them advice on what they've done. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, we so so just in terms of our history, we um, when we first set up um, in two thousand, I think it was two thousand thirteen, we were part of the NDRC um, launchpad. Um, so we just really just had an idea um, and a PowerPoint presentation when we when we when we first started there. Um, we were part of a cohort, I think, fifteen companies, um, um, and we would still have a really good relationship with all those companies. Anytime we're looking for advice, um, we actually had a very successful cohort. I think we had a really good cohort with companies in our group, like. Um, 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 Soundwave, yeah. Brendan's company was in our group. Um, um, who else? Pharmapod, do you know Pharmapod? Yeah, yeah. um, the guys of a pop team, um, Richie and Gav. We also had um, LearnUpon, do you know LearnUpon? Yeah. Probably the fastest growing tech company in the country, I think, at the moment. Um, an incredible company. Um, good travel software and that was Peter Suter's company I mean there were some really good companies in that group and we would still be very close like we would meet yeah we'd meet one of the companies every week um, at some event there and they were always a great source of advice they were a great source of you know whether it's like how you approach investors how you do hiring and everyone has had a different different part of their journey and different companies of different um um, areas of strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, getting advice from other companies is phenomenal. 
And if you're looking to, if you're, we're not talking startup, what advice would you give them? What advice would I give to a startup? Um, I actually was, I was just giving a talk at the NDRC last week. Um, the 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 two on on this um, the two things two pieces of advice I would give I mean it, it actually is kind of it's very hard to give pure generic advice because every company is is slightly different in, in and and there's so many important things about team and uh, you know and trying to get um, you know MVPs out and etc the two things I would think is 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 one is decide if you have a good idea or not pretty early. Um, there's ma- there are many fancy ways of talking about that, like looking at the company's value proposition, etc. But just really simply working out if you have a good idea um, pretty quickly. Um, can you build an MVP to prove out that you have a good idea? But really, really write down, make a big list on one side of the page, all the reasons it's a bad idea, and be honest. And then on the other side, all the reasons why it's a good idea, and then build an MVP to prove that. That would be the first thing I'd say. Secondly, once you've done that, is you need to raise enough finance to 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 take the company, you know, to get the company going. There's a lot of a lot of startups um, can end up raising, you know, twenty k and then fifty k and then another fifty k, and it's never enough to get them off the ground. Yeah. Um, we always kind of think that it's like it's like putting a, a it's like putting a, a, a um, a satellite in space, I think. Um, it takes a lot of propulsion to actually get it off the ground and into the atmosphere. And, and companies are like that too. I think typically, if you're trying to build a SaaS company, it'll probably take you, you know, a million euros minimum, maybe two, to actually get it to into 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 the atmosphere and uh, to get it get it up and going. And then you can really kick on. But I do think a lot of companies sometimes they can't get the idea piece right, and they're chopping and changing for years. And then secondly, when they do get the idea right, they just don't have enough finance to execute. Yeah. Don't think of an idea. If a company is doing soft stuff, I always say, if you're not sure how it's going to end up, you use RMs to beta test it. And if it, sells, if it seems to do well in RMs, you can improve the concept works, and then you look at markets abroad. Um, yes, I, I think you can. I, I think... Um, I think you can. I, I sometimes I think there are unique use cases in every market, though. So, so you need to 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 go to try to go international as quickly as possible. Um, I think sometimes, especially when you go into the US market, we often uh, you know we, we often talk internally for, with our own product in in, in the Irish context um, and even in, and, and in the UK and in, in Europe in general. It's often an education process. So you're trying to move people from Excel or old-fashioned clocking machines onto a SaaS solution. Um, you go into the US market, it's often you're trying to displace a, a technology that they might have had for the last six, seven years. Yes. They, they, they're ahead, they're definitely ahead in technology in the United States. Um, so, so, so you could fool yourself and say, oh my God, this is amazing, we've got the best product in the world, we have you know, hundreds of customers in Ireland and then actually go international and say, actually, no, we're not that good, really. Yeah, because for me, I was at a company used to do well, now, mind you, it's Ireland's great, <coughs> it's an Indian marketplace, and ideally, if, if the product can sell it, it's a very, it's a Ireland, have you got luck to the future? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you need to, you need to prove that you can sell internationally, absolutely, from, from, from relatively early on. I guess you've done that because you have clients all the world. We do. Well, we do. Yeah, we. I think we're in about fifteen countries now. Um, 
um, yeah, I think sometimes you, there, you, there is an attraction. You know, it's, it's easy to sell in Ireland. It's easier to sell in Ireland um, for us. Certainly is because, as I say, we sell to restaurants, we sell to retail. You can pick up the phone. You can have you know, it's, it, it can be easier. So we can fool ourselves into thinking, oh my god, this is a, a global product. Um, I think I was looking there on Alexa, and I think we are like the. 700 most visited website in Ireland yeah. today and we know we'll probably hit the top 200 website which is which is really impressive for a piece of software I mean we have this internal goal by the next um, 12 months will be the number one um, software um, that people visit in Ireland um, you know on a daily basis I think Salesforce currently are, are in that position but just because we do that doesn't mean we have a successful company it might just prove that we're very good at selling in yeah, Ireland it's good to have goals if you have goals it's good to have goals you have to, you have to try and achieve yeah, um, yeah we always we talk internally but we call them North Stars um, which are goals we'd like to you know the, the ambitions you know whether it be in marketing whether it be in sales whether it be in hiring etc you know our, our goals over the next year because yeah, I, I think when you talk about calling North Stars you've got a unique thing to call them which is pretty, kind of cool why do they goals to call North Stars yeah, well, the North Star for us is something that is, 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 is not necessarily, I guess, an immediate goal. It's the, it's the direction we're trying to point the whole company towards. Well, that's kind of nice in a way because a lot of companies say, well, our aim is to, is to be number one or anything else. But if you give me a North Star and actually set that out, this is what I want it to be. Another guy is, might think, might start adopting that same idea and culture of what you're doing, which could be good. And it came from you guys first. Hopefully, <laughs> that'd be really good. Because I, I know companies at the time, they have philosophy. And when someone says, we're doing this and we're here, here from, oh, Virgin did that, or Richard Branson, or somebody else did this, and we're copying what they're doing. And with you guys, someone says that we're doing, we're going to have North philosophy. Where do you get that from? Oh, Bizimpli. That's, that's what they do. That's how they're successful, because they're following a certain yeah, key goals and metrics. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, we probably stole the idea from someone else. So, um, I think I heard someone speak about having a North Star philosophy within their company. Um, I think some, 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 I think it was a, a US company called Gusto, um, which is a payroll company, so, so I think we stole that idea from them. <laughs> but people are free to steal it from us. Yeah, we look at Steve Jobs said that, that, uh, that about the artists, the best, best people steal. Yeah. So in other words, if you're doing nothing wrong, you just, if you're doing that, it says, well, you've seen something out there and you've made it better. Yeah, absolutely. Right, that's it, that's great. Thanks for that, perfect.